Good morning, church. I will begin with uh, today's readings. That is Epistle to Philippians, chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Gospel reading is taken from Gospel of Luke. It's the NIV version. Chapter 3 and beginning with verse 7. John said to the crowds, Coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, Who want you to flee from coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, And do not begin to say to yourself, We do not we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown in the fire. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, the man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Do not collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? He replied, Do not exhort money and do not accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, with one but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His venuing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Amen. Let us pray.
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Philippians 4.4, 4, what I have just read. How do we rejoice in the midst of a suffering world? A pandemic that keeps lingering on. Rising number of deaths. Christian persecution. Issues of racism. Increasing global warming. Inflation. Unemployment. Political unrest. And the list goes on. When a government st struggle to resolve world issues, who else can then help us? We believe we know the answer. Of course, the one and the only, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, our Lord Jesus. He himself can rescue us from this troublesome world. While waiting and living in hope, how do we fashion our lives? Cope with situations and live in peace and contentment in the world surrounded with such multiple issues. The phrase that comes to mind is seeing the bigger picture. Let us try to work out how we can begin to see the bigger picture during Advent and looking forward to celebrate this Christmas. In the church calendar, Advent is a season when we count down for four weeks waiting for the birth of Christ at Christmas, along with waiting also for his second coming. Maybe like every generation, looking at the world situation and where it's heading to, one might think that the second coming is at the door. But we read the truth from Jesus himself in Mark 13, 32 to 33. I will read. When he was asked about his return, he said, However, no one knows the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows and since you do not know when that time will come, be on your guard. Stay alert. There are various interpretations about Jesus not knowing the day or the hour. One of these is that it is like a Jewish wedding, where all the final authority about the various dates and arrangements is in the hands of the groom's father. With and the family being informed afterwards about his exact decisions. The church is the bride, who knows from the signs of the time that Christ's second coming is near. We can read the details of the words of Jesus himself about his return in three of the four Gospels. We read in Mark chapter 13, the words of Jesus himself, giving the details of the signs and warnings about his second coming. 
surprisingly enough, the Islamic world is great believer in the second coming of Jesus, but it's been added that he will convert to Islam before returning. We learn three things from the Gospels that Jesus predicted. The first was about his own death and resurrection. The second was about his destruction, about the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. And the third was about his own future return. The first two came to pass exactly as Jesus predicted as we can be confident of the third one also, that of his second coming. Our Lord is true to his promises and he never fails us or lets us down. He will come for his own, that is for sure, and we believe in this. Many Jewish of the first century eagerly looked for the coming of Messiah who would defeat Israel's enemies and bring peace and prosperity for God's people. There was widespread hope that a king from David's line would re-establish David's dynasty and reign in righteousness and justice on David's throne in Jerusalem. The hope was based on the prophets from the Old Testament like Ezekiel and Isaiah. Our Gospel reading is all about John the Baptist warning the people about God's wrath and the judgment for all those who reject the Gospel. On his return, Jesus is coming as a judge in the world. He will separate those who are saved by the blood of the Lamb and who have washed their robes and made them white and whose names were found in the book of life. He will gather them to himself but those who have rejected him will be burnt up in never-ending fire. In the weeks approaching Christmas we remember all the events that took place at Christ's first coming. We go through the story of the nativity. We remind ourselves of the wonder of his birth and of his life and teaching the message of the gospel, the good news of salvation. The birth of Jesus, the plan for salvation was not decided overnight. We find mention of the birth and the death of Christ many, many times in the Old Testament. All the events are prophesied hundreds of years before they came to pass and we find their fulfillment in the Gospels. These facts show that the authenticity of the scriptures that they can be relied on upon to be true and faithful. All the powers of heaven and the earth got involved here. The angels came down to waken the shepherds to spread the good news. The news was for the ordinary, the poor and the rich alike. This is the truth about the Son of God that the whole world needs to hear. 
Jesus promised to return only when every tribe and tongue has heard the message of the good news. Jesus not wanting anyone to perish but have everlasting life. The prophet Isaiah predicted about the coming of John the Baptist. Jesus himself called John the greatest prophet. John prepares the way for the coming of the one who is greater than him. The core of the message he preached was to repent of your sins and be baptized and produce fruits accordingly. We can learn a good lesson from John's life of humility, his simplicity of dress and basic diet, his truthfulness and faithfulness to the end of his life, and his privilege of calling to be the messenger for Jesus. It is amazing. At the beginning, I read the verse from the epistle, verse 4, chapter 4. Here Paul is addressing the persecuted church. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. I have uh, this tea towel. Uh, you might read it other way around, but that's the verse on it, which reminds me uh, that no matter what I go through during the day, during the term, during the year, during my life, I have to rejoice always. So how do we do that? It's not easy, but Jesus is there to help us. He's here with us. Paul gives the same message to the church in Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. Instructing the believers to always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. In the last hour of his life, Jesus also instructed his disciples to rejoice in his love. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you so, I have told you that so my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So Jesus himself is encouraging his disciples and so to us as well. In these verses we get the message of love given from God to Jesus and from Jesus to us. Again and again we are reminded in the scriptures to live in his love and share his love around us. So how do we summarize these passages as we go through this time of Advent? In the beginning, I mentioned the phrase, bigger picture. 
So what does the phrase bigger picture mean? The dictionary meaning what is most important about any given event or reality? The complete overarching story or idea. The most important fact about the situation and the facts of that situation on other things. So that's the dictionary meaning. Hope you get the gist of the bigger picture. We can apply the phrase bigger picture to the story of the nativity. It was predicted centuries before it actually took place. Even when we don't understand, looking back, God's plan was determined before the foundation of the world, was hidden for a long time. Even when Jesus spoke about the cross, death and resurrection, his disciples did not understand. So how do we see the bigger picture in our journey of faith? I have a piece of jigsaw here with me. Uh, with one piece on its own, we see very little. Um, well, it's just, I'll show you later, I, I, uh, it's just one piece. I would like each one of you to imagine holding one piece and think which character you would like to have been in making the story of Christmas. Fulfilling God's plan begun at the beginning of the world. Would you like to have been a wise man or a shepherd? or John the Baptist, or Mary, or one of the other individuals who played their important role in God's plan for the salvation of the world. And how can you today play your part in God's kingdom, in serving in the church and reaching the world around us? We are here his hands and feet, to play the role of the disciples, the Mary Magdalene, in taking the good news of the gospel to the disciples and beyond. We are to be like the angels declaring the message of peace. We are to be worshippers like the wise men and the shepherds. And I am sure you can think of many more ways that we can serve the Lord. Here is the big, bigger picture which encourages us and rounds up the... Uh, this is the picture. You can... Um, perhaps if you can see... This is a um, bigger picture of her faith, of her journey, and um, problems of, I mean, solutions of all our problems. After seeing the bigger picture for our own salvation, we can live a life of prayer and thanksgiving for what God has done for us and not be swamped by life's struggles 
and difficulties. As Paul says, we can receive the peace which is beyond our understanding that will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. To go through this life's issues with the joy of our Lord in our hearts and to keep our minds in peace, we need to be on our knees humbling ourselves before God and bringing our needs to Him. Our Lord hears every beat of our heart, knows every need and is interested in all the fine details of our problems. We have a privilege to stay in His presence until we receive His peace. May God bless us as we seek to follow Him more closely during this Advent time and may this carry on beyond Christmas and whole year and years to come in our life. So may we do that and not get worried about what's happening in the world, in our life, in our country or in the many, many countries in the world. Just keep our eyes on Jesus. See the bigger picture. Sometimes we see just a small uh, picture or stay in our own mind or in our life concerning us. But don't see beyond who we are, what God has made for us, what he has done for us and what he has promised. So we um, can pray for each other. We can pray for the church, for the world. And, and live in the joy and peace what God has promised. It is a real peace and it is not just a myth or a story. Experience that peace and that peace will take us through to our daily lives. God bless us all. Amen.